Welcome to the Business for Good podcast, hosted by myself, Megan Lampke, where we inspire people to dare greatly, do good, and impact lives while reimagining their businesses for good. Join us weekly as we interview top executives, founders, and business owners to learn why they've decided to add an impact component to their products and services. This show is partnered with Venture, a nonprofit organization based in Minnesota where their vision is to do tough things to reach people in tough places, working with their Business for Good platform. To learn more information or to get involved, visit venture.org forward slash business for good. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. This is your guest host for today, Chris Decker, for the inaugural episode of the Business for Good podcast. I am so extremely excited to introduce you to Megan Lamke, an impact-driven entrepreneur and investor. She is a total rock star. We're going to learn more about her story today. Megan, how are you doing? Fantastic. I'm blessed but beyond our belief. I'm I'm so excited for you to share your story today with whoever's listening. This is as the inaugural episode, we're laying the foundation for many more good ones to come. Megan, tell us your story. How did you get where you are today? Well, everyone has a backstory of lessons learned and t- trials and things that they've triumphed over along the way. My backstory is no different. I came from really humble beginnings in middle-class Minnesota. I'm the oldest of a large family. We really grew up together and had a lot of synergy, but my parents struggled with medical debt and ended up declaring bankruptcy when I was young. Mm. As a result, I found a new level of grittiness and fortitude and started to read business books and entrepreneurial books and real estate books as a 10-year-old. Some of those books include Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. That encouraged me to purchase a franchise when I was in college where I built websites for health practitioners as a way to pay for tuition. My junior year in college, my mom actually passed away really suddenly, and I began to value time much more than material things and continued to have that passion for exiting the rat race so that I could spend quality time with loved ones. After college and after I graduated, I started to work for a really great fast-growing company. I was out celebrating with friends one night and was actually physically and sexually abused. As a result, I joined the Me Too movement, and today I help survivors of sex trafficking as a way to pay it forward. I continued my career growing for fast-growing technology companies and had several side hustles, including house hacking and implementing the birth strategy in real estate. My husband and I were drowning in debt and decided to go through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University class, which helped us pay off over $535,000 of debt, including our mortgage, in under five years. When we were sitting on the Dave Ramsey radio station doing our debt-free scream, after the interview, my husband and I turned to each other and said, now what? Do we continue to do investments in single-family homes and duplexes or do we decide to go big and scale? We chose the latter and decided to start passively investing in multifamily syndications or apartment building investments. We found out quickly that we were able to supplement the revenue that I was receiving from all of my side hustles 
and quickly replace my corporate salary. In April 2019, I walked away from my executive marketing job and decided to take a foray into multifamily syndication full-time. I used my marketing and sales acumen and exchange for value added to experienced general partnerships where I helped them with their investor relations process. I was awarded a share of the general partnership, and my husband and I quickly went from zero multifamily units to over 2,000 units in just under two years. Today, our real estate portfolio is valued at over $461 million, and we have the time freedom and financial freedom to choose how and who we spend our time with. So when we're not working, we get to volunteer and spend time as a family and help those who are survivors from sex trafficking. We've been given freedom. We found our freedom so that we can give freedom to others. So that's my story. Wow. It's a, it's a story of impact as well. And you were sharing with me in 2020, you actually helped a thousand girls in Nepal uh, get rescued from sex trafficking. Yeah. We did. So in 2020, we worked with this nonprofit organization called Venture and their Business for Good program. We sponsored a border patrol station in Nepal from the profits of our business. What we what we decided to do was work with Venture because of their initiatives in Southeast Asia and their ability to not only provide care and safety, but their ability to provide additional resources like mental health resources, education, food, stabilization. And they even trained these survivors in entrepreneurship and leadership development. So these women and children are some of the brightest individuals in Nepal today. And they have aspirations for running for government, becoming prominent business owners. It's truly a beautiful transformation story. Can you tell me, a little bit more about impact investing and and how that's how that's changed things for you. Impact investing, the way that we define it, is having a focus on people, the planet, and doing things on purpose. So, with our organization, we choose to prioritize people, our investors, and our tenants. We prioritize the planet, so making sure we're taking loans that are founded in green initiatives. We're decreasing the carbon footprint for every single apartment building that we're a part of. And we're doing things on purpose. We want to make sure that we're making a difference and leaving a lasting impact in all of the communities that we serve. Now, in 2020, it was a very tough year for a lot of people. A lot of those 2,000, over 2,000 tenants in, in, in your buildings um, a lot of people were were potentially losing jobs, having having t- having a tough time uh, with what was on the horizon due to COVID nineteen. You guys did something different. We did. This is one of my favorite success stories of twenty twenty. We chose to prioritize people over profits, and as a result, we ended up more profitable than I ever would have thought. Imagine, so living through financial hardship as a child and. Achieving financial freedom as an adult really put a soft spot in my heart for families who are struggling financially. 
Now, I'm not the Mother Teresa of multifamily investing, but I am compassionate. And so what we decided to do was take the knowledge that we had learned from Financial Peace University and encourage, teach, and and help our tenants. So we taught them the principles about the four walls, food, utilities, transportation, and rent. When COVID-19 hit and there was unexpected job loss and many parents found themselves helping their children with distant learning, we knew there needed to be flexibility in the way that people earned money. So the first thing we did was contacted all of our tenants, let them know that we're on their side and provided them with resources for Fervor and Upworks and LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter and Indeed and VIP Kid, all of these amazing resources to have contract work or part-time work that was flexible and could be done remotely. We also wrote an ebook with over 120 action items that families could implement to become super savers during uncertain times. Then we started prioritizing the four walls, food. So after helping our, our tenants get additional income, we still wanted to make sure that they weren't food insecure. We partnered with local food shelves and food stamp organizations to provide free resources and ways for tenants to get food to really maximize the budget for what income they were able to bring in. We even worked with one local church that donated over 5 million pounds of food to families who were in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. Then we transitioned to utilities. We gave our tenants the scripts that they needed and the telephone numbers they needed to contact the billing department for the electrical company and the water company and the internet company to say, we're experiencing financial hardship. We need some budget billing and walk them through that process so that they wouldn't get their water or their electricity or their Wi-Fi shut off, which was their livelihood for school and earning income and making sure that they were able to have a great place to live. When it came to rent, we decided to incentivize our tenants by giving them a $50 grocery gift card for every tenant who paid rent in full on time every month. We also directed our tenants to nonprofit organizations who could help them pay for rent should they be slipping behind and made sure that they were really prioritizing their budget by giving every single one of our tenants access to Ramsey Plus, which is an app, and Financial Peace University to help them help themselves by learning basic budgeting principles. When it came to transportation, again, we wrote this ebook with 100 plus ways to save money. And one of the biggest ways that our tenants could save money was by contacting their insurance companies letting them know, hey, we're not driving our car anymore. <laughs> we would like a discount on our rate. And we also encouraged our tenants, if they weren't driving their car, if they had a car payment, one of the easiest things they could do is sell their car, take the cash, buy a reliable, cheaper car in cash, and not have a car payment anymore. Again, focusing on stretching those family dollars, that household income as far as it possibly could. As a result, we received 99% of rent paid in full on time throughout the entire pandemic. What that meant is that we didn't need to go through and do massive evictions. We were able to pay our investors in full on time because our tenants paid in full on time and we prioritized people over profits. People over profits.
I think is going to be such a prevailing theme for the Business for Good podcast, the podcast that represents a journey both for you and for the different stories and people that you're going to bring on. Megan, can you tell us a little bit more about the podcast? What's your vision? Our vision is to create this community of entrepreneurs, founders, business owners who have this common passion for people, planet, and doing things on purpose. Together, we all want to make an impact to make this world a better place. We just need encouragement and to spur each other on. So the vision for the Business for Good podcast is to do just that. Find creative solutions for partnering impact with a for-profit business and providing easy, simple gateways for entrepreneurs to partner with nonprofits like Venture and their Business for Good program. Megan, do you have any closing thoughts as we bring this inaugural episode to a close? What I'm looking forward to the most is the impact that we're going to make collectively together. I know 90% of customers would choose to do business with an organization that closely partners with a cause. And I can't wait to see how collectively all of our businesses continue to thrive because we've chosen to prioritize making an impact as business owners. Thank you for joining the Business for Good podcast. Make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share this with a friend.